Happy birthday to Jesus. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. It is my pleasure to be standing before you this morning, this Christmas Eve. Let us look to our Lord in prayer. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you fill this place with your divine presence? Would you reach in and touch each one of us right where we are? Would you have your way and move in this message and the remainder of this service for your glory, for you are worthy of it all? In Jesus' name, amen. We're in this series called The Christmas Table, and it's at the Christmas table where we get the opportunity to share good news of what's going on in our lives with those who we love. You see, maybe uh, uh, this holiday season, you recently got engaged, and you just can't wait to tell your family and your friends, well, the Christmas table is the perfect place to make that announcement. Or maybe you finished all of your coursework and you are going to graduate this May. Congratulations. Or maybe you are, you and your significant other are expecting and you can't wait to tell your friends and your family about the wonderful things that God is doing in your life. You see, I remember when my wife and I, Lakita and I, were expecting. And so what, what did we do? We made a trip to my hometown of Baltimore, Maryland. We went to see my family. We bought gifts. And I will never forget my dad sitting at the, the, the dinner table, opening up his card and attempting to read it without his readers on. And he said, love, Gary. Lakita and Bobby. Who is Bobby? You see, we were expecting. You see, when you have good news, when you have news that has changed your life or will impact your life in a great positive way, you can't wait to share that news with somebody else. And the best people to share that with are your friends and your family members, not social media immediately. You see, the best place for you to share good news is right there at the Christmas table this holiday season. Today, we're going to be talking about the good news. The good news of Jesus, which is inclusive of his love for us, his love for others. And then we'll talk about how we can celebrate tonight or tomorrow, whenever you're having your family over. So will you take a sleigh ride with me over to Luke chapter number 2? If you have your Bibles with you, you can open them up or turn them on to Luke 2. Otherwise, we'll have it up here on the screen. I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Scriptures. And we will investigate a story of good news. We're going to look at this Christmas story, a portion of it. And a few characters that I believe that you and I can relate to this Christmas. As I read 
I want to ask you, invite you to open your minds to seeing something that you've never seen or experienced before. Verse number eight. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had, happened, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Can you relate to any part of this story? Can you see yourself in any of these characters? Uh, maybe, maybe you can relate to the shepherds. See, these shepherds were ordinary people, living in ordinary life, working an ordinary job on an ordinary night, when suddenly they were interrupted. Interrupted. Yeah, many of us don't like to be interrupted, do we? Especially when we're busy, we don't like to be interrupted. Maybe you have a nine to five, right? Maybe you work like these shepherds were working. Maybe your, your job doesn't start until the evening and you have a, a late night job. Or maybe you, right now all you're doing is applying for jobs and you're, you're trying to get a job. So you're investing all of your time in trying to get a job. Or maybe you're a kid here today and you have chores, you don't like somebody to interrupt your chores, do you? No. Yes. No. You don't want anybody interrupting your chores because if they do, it'll slow you down. And so you want to get them done so that you can get back to playing Nintendo Switch or PlayStation 5 or whatever you were playing with. You see, we don't like to be interrupted. And this angel had the nerve to interrupt these shepherds while they were on their job. They are at work. These shepherds are at work and these, this angel shows up unannounced. 
This angel shows up and interrupts their routine to bring them some news. See, sometimes we get so caught up in our routines that we actually miss what God is doing in the ordinary of life. These shepherds were invited by this angel to witness the good news of God in a new and fresh way. A way that God had never revealed himself to humanity before. Is God knocking on the door of your heart this morning? Has he sent an angel your way? To deliver a message specific to you. Maybe you're caught up in your routine. Maybe you're too busy to hear the message. Maybe you're, you're exhausted from all of the work that you do. Maybe you have too many extracurricular activities on the calendar and therefore you have no margin to even see or experience what God is trying to bring your way. God is sending a message to you this morning. He is sending a message to each one of us this Christmas. I believe that God brings good news in the unexpected. That he brings good news in the ordinary. But a lot of times we're too busy to recognize it. You see, these angels came to the shepherds and they presented them with an option. They didn't give them a directive. They didn't tell the, the shepherds, you have to go and go see the Messiah right now. They said, no, on this day, uh, the Savior has been born in Bethlehem. That was an invitation that, that God was up to something great. And they had to make a decision on whether they followed to go see God or not. See, God is doing a new thing. God is doing extraordinary things. God is doing the miraculous, and he's inviting each one of us to participate. The question is, are we going to go? Are we allowing ourselves to be interrupted by the King of kings and Lord of lords for his agenda? Or are we caught up in our routine? You see, maybe you're okay with and, and fine with and settled in your soul with an ordinary Christmas. Maybe you're here today and, and you're like, I'm fine with Christmas as usual. I came for an hour-long service, so you better hurry up, Gary. And the choir sang. I got my choir in. I, I'm getting a little message in. I'm good. I got a turkey in the oven, Gary, so I got to get home. So don't hold me too long, right? Maybe you're fine with going back to life as usual after this experience. Or maybe the Holy Spirit is nudging you right now. Maybe the Spirit is whispering in your ear right now and telling you that you we're made for so much more. That there is so much more of God that you haven't experienced yet. 
That you in your life, no matter how long you've lived, no matter if you're the oldest person in here or the youngest person in here, you've only scratched the surface in your relationship with God. That he's got so much more in store, but are you willing to come and see something new? There are some other characters mentioned in this passage of Scripture. Uh, maybe you heard of them. Let me make sure I get their names right. Uh, Mary and Joseph. Anybody ever heard of them? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Mary. It, no. All right. Let me introduce Mary is the one that God chose to have Jesus, to be the mother of Jesus. And Joseph is his stepdaddy. And so... They are traveling to Bethlehem to be counted in the census. We have to remember that at this time, Mary is nine months pregnant. Ladies who have had children, have you ever walked six miles, nine months pregnant? Have you ever rode a donkey? Nine months pregnant? Of course, she's nine months pregnant. It's going to take them a little longer to get to their destination. The scripture tells us that by the time they got to Bethlehem, all of the hotels, motels, Holiday Inn, was all... Let me bring it back. You don't know that song, do you? They were all booked. And no one had the decency to give up their bed for a pregnant woman. No one had the thought of mind in their mind to say, let me give you an invitation, young lady. Let me at least share my room with you. And so Mary and Joseph took the next best step. Where could we have this baby? The best place to go is in this barn and have the baby in a manger. A manger. You know what a manger is? It's a food trough for animals. A manger is the place where animals ate. Let me tell you, the, the, a food trough in that day was not made out of wood like, like we see in our Christmas plays and put hay in it and all that kind of stuff. No, no, this was something that had to be sturdy enough that the animals, the pigs and the goats and the sheep and the horses would knock it over when they came to eat. Have you ever seen animals eat? They're not taking turns saying, oh, you go first. No, you. Oh, thank you so much for that. No, in that day they were made of stone. That looks like a comfortable crib, doesn't it? Can you imagine the Christ child sleeping in a manger? Can you see and visualize God in the flesh, unprivileged and resting in a barn. Can you imagine the king of kings and the lord of lords who sat on a throne in heaven and came down to be God with us now laying in 
a vulnerable position. Mm. Every baby who you see in a manger, every child that you might experience in a manger-type situation, every person that you find in poverty, every person you find who is unprivileged, every person that you see who is in a compromised position did not necessarily choose to be there. I believe that God himself allowed himself to be born in a messy manger for one reason. To communicate to us that he wants to meet us in our messy areas of life. This Christmas, Jesus wants to know, will you invite him in? To the mess of your life. Yeah, yeah, I know we come with our Christmas best on. We look good. We look the part. But down deep inside, you're hiding something. I know. I know. You're like, oh, my God, he can see it. I'm going to sit real still. I don't know it, but I know God knows it. And he's just waiting with open arms for you to say, Jesus, will you come in to my messy manger? Will you invite him this Christmas into your confrontations and your conflicts? Will you invite him this year into your illness and in your pain? Will you invite Jesus the Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, into poverty and marginalization? Will you invite him into the injustices of this world and the hate that's going on right now? Will you invite him in to the challenging conversations that you're about to have at the dinner table tonight? Jesus wants to meet you in your manger. Because he is the only one who can bring good news to whatever situation you might be in right now. He brings good news. But watch this. Not only will Jesus bring good news to you, but he's also interested in you bringing good news to someone else. Not only does Jesus love you, but he wants you to turn that thing around. The more love he pours into you, the more he wants you to pour out into someone else. For the second year in a row, Mercy has partnered with an organization called Children of Incarcerated Caregivers. This organization provides programming for kids who currently have a parent behind bars. And these kids, right, they don't have a parent this Christmas. And so what we've done, and we'll, I want to celebrate you all who have purchased presents for these kids. Thank every kid in the program has received a gift from Mercy Vineyard Church. Thank you all so much for your generosity. But you know what? I want us to go above and beyond. I don't want us to just once a year provide a gift, a toy, a, a, a pair of pants to a kid who doesn't have a parent around. I want us to invest in their lives so that these kids can have a chance at life. You know that many children who have a parent who's gone through something, kids often, it's cyclical, kids often follow the path. 
And so a program like this provides a way out, provides somebody who loves them, who cares. And I want to support a program like that. So what I'm going to ask us to do, this is a part of the message, is to not only receive the love of Jesus for ourselves, but pour it out. You see, I'd like for us to give a financial gift to this organization this Christmas. And I'm asking you, if you would see it in your heart, to give a gift to children of incarcerated caregivers. There's a QR code right there on the side screens. And also, if you just go to the church's push pay site, there's a drop-down menu that says children of incarcerated caregivers. And also, there are offering envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you or right behind you. If you would uh, uh, write a check, put some cash in, go to your app and make a gift and just write children of incarcerated caregivers on there or CIC, we know where to give it. Last year, we were able to give a gift of $5,000 to this church, this organization. This year, I want us to go beyond that. Because I thank God in Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he says, when you bring good news, make sure that good news is good news for everybody. Make sure that good news is also good news for the poor. Make sure that good news is also good news for the incarcerated. And what better way to bless an incarcerated person than to care for their kid? Will you make a gift today? So, the story ends... The text that we read, it ends with these shepherds. These shepherds were excited. These shepherds were having a ball. These shepherds were celebrating. These shepherds could not wait to share the good news that they experienced with somebody else. You see, when you had a life-changing experience, when, when God's Word actually comes true in your life, right? When you read something in the Bible or God tells you something and you actually experience it, man, you can't keep that to yourself. And so what did the shepherds do? They went and told everybody they could about the good news that they experienced. That's our invitation today. I believe that God wants us to be carriers of good news, to be the ones who bring good news to our Christmas tables this Christmas. So I've got four things I'm going to leave you with right here. There are four easy tips on how you can represent and share the good news of Jesus around your Christmas table this year. And you know, I'm a black preacher, so they all begin with the same letter. It's called alliteration. They all begin with an S. Number one, start with you. Start with you. Receive the good news for yourself. Listen, if you have not decided for yourself to follow Jesus Christ, this is my invitation to you today. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus today because he is the way, the truth, the life, the only one who brings lasting hope and joy into our lives. But also examine yourself. You see, you start with yourself by examining yourself. If you're going to engage with family members and friends this Christmas, before you go there, ask yourself this question. How does my family experience me? Am I the one who is always bringing a negative attitude to the table? Am I the one who always, you know, when the, when the conversation gets quiet, I'm the one that brings up the politics? 
Yeah, yeah. Am I the one who's always putting other people down? If so, change how people perceive you by changing how you present yourself at the table. Number two, spend time together. I'll be real quick, but unity and love are signs of the kingdom. Division is a sign of another kingdom. That's the kingdom of darkness. We don't want anything to do with that. We want to be unified. We want to be together. We want to be loving toward each other. Matter of fact, Jesus said this in John chapter 17. If they, followers, those people who call themselves believers in him, if they would just be unified, watch this, the whole world would know that I am real. You know why people don't follow Jesus? Turn on the evening news. Watch how Christians act toward each other. We have to learn how to be one, united, together in love and in unity. Third point is this. Subdue your fears. Y'all remember, what what did the angel say to those shepherds? The first thing the angel said to the shepherds were, was, Do not be afraid. I want you to know this, that God loves you. God loves you so much. He is for you. He is on your side. And he wants the best for you. He he loves you so much that he said he would never leave you nor forsake you. That he loves you so much. Watch this. He loves you so much that you should never be afraid to share what God is doing in your life. Now, I'm not telling you to go preach. Because if you preach at the Christmas table, everybody's going to get up and walk away. Don't nobody want to hear a sermon when they're eating their dinner. So, please, save that for another day. (laughs) But you can always have a conversation about how good God has been to you. You can always tell your story. How God met you in that place. Man, how God miraculously came and came through in a way that, man, he paid that bill. And I didn't even know that he could show up like that. And finally, speak encouragement. Whenever you're around friends and family, make sure your words are positive. Show someone the love of Jesus Christ with your words this Christmas. By lifting them up, by celebrating them, not by tearing people down. Even if you have beef with somebody, let the Christmas table be a positive place that you leave the beef alone. You know, let let that hang out somewhere else. Talk about it later. Offer words of hope to people. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about the person you're sitting next to and then share that with them if it is a word that is encouraging and edifying. You will be amazed at how much fun you will have this Christmas if you come prepared with positivity. Prepare yourself to be positive. So listen, no matter... What your Christmas table looks like, no matter who's at your Christmas table, even that uncle that you didn't want to come, you know, auntie such and such that you didn't even tell her where y'all were going to meet this year, but 
She ringing the doorbell anyway. Oh, how did she find us? Even if they show up at the Christmas table at your Christmas celebration this year, guess what? They're not the only ones that'll show up because God will show up right there with you. And when God shows up, God brings good news in beautiful situations and in messy mangers. You got to believe it, though. You've got to trust that God will come. You've got to look for God in the ordinary of life. Make room for him. This is why we call Jesus the good news. You want, you want to know why? Jesus is the good news because he's the only one who brings true joy into our lives. Jesus is the good news because he's the only one who can bring lasting hope into our world. Jesus is the good news because he is the one who can bring justice, the justice that we seek for the Twin Cities. Jesus is the good news because he is the only one who can bring the peace that I need in my conflicts. He is the good news because he is the only one who can cut a new path for me when I lose my way. Jesus is the good news because he is uh, the way, the truth, and the life. He is the light that illuminates in any dark situation. He is our salvation and our hope for a better tomorrow. He is my strength when I get weak and I'm ready to quit and give it all up. He is the one who sustains me. It's not me and myself. It is him. He is the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the one who is strong enough to transform my life and yours and everybody else's who sits around your table tonight. If you're here today and you want to tell Jesus that you believe in him, that you love him, that you trust him, that you want to dedicate your life to this Christ child, would you join me in prayer right now? Just everybody, if you would just close your eyes. All the kids, if you close your eyes real quick, just close your eyes. And say this quick prayer with me if you agree. Jesus you are the good news. You are God and you are our healer. Will you come into my heart right now and save me? I believe in you. I trust you and I will follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you have your connect card, everybody filled out a connect card, right? All right. So on the connect card, if you didn't fill it out, you can fill out one right now. At the very bottom, there's something. Hey, you got it. That's my man right there. Listen, it says my next step at the very bottom. What I would like for you to do, if you prayed that prayer today. And you want to tell Jesus, yes, I believe in you. Maybe this is the very first time that you've told Jesus, I truly believe in you and I'll follow you. Would you just write a number one next to the words, my next step? And you can take this card and put it in that basket or the, buck, the box at the back of the room. I would like for you to mark that because I'd love to be praying for you this week. 
that God meets you in a new and fresh way, that you would be open to what he is trying to present to you. Would you do that at the end of the service? Worship team, would you all come on up? Listen, the worship team is going to sing one more song. And after that song, listen, the prayer teams will be up here for you to, to pray with you about anything that you have going on in your life. But as you sing these songs or this last song, would you consider how you're going to show up at your Christmas celebration this year? Examine yourself. How are you going to be positive? What words can you bring to the table this Christmas? How can you celebrate Jesus and represent him in everything that you do? Team's going to sing, and we're going to celebrate. Celebrate? Y'all ready to celebrate? Let me see you stand on your feet if you're ready to celebrate.